What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself The Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and, and talk, talk about, about it. So excited to be doing this podcast again. Every every week we do it, but just more excited about it this week to get my, my mind just like into the wire mode. You know, get what it I right. Mean? Get your mind right, dude. I gotta get my mind right, dude. I gotta like take care of head. You know what I mean? What? Uh, oh yeah, from the Sublime Sublime song. I got that. I'm from California. That's crazy that you got that immediately. I listened to a lot of Sublime, dude. I don't dude, know if you Sublime know this. Was so good. I was Were pretty you? cool. Were you? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, all the all the cool kids listen to a lot of Sublime. Yeah, like, uh, everyone knows this. I guess you were pretty fly for a white guy. That yeah, mhm. Mhm. I'm not going to address that or comment on it. Give us five stars in review uh wherever you get your podcasts and uh subscribe to our YouTube channel uh you know at @frotcast I think. I don't know. Uh, youtube.com slash broadcast. Try that. Just write broadcast. You'll see it. It's got a dog on it. Subscribe. Um, very excited about today's episode. So excited because we're going to be talking about from season four of The Wire, episode 11, A New Day. And our guest today, you know him from the football podcast City Saint, Country Saint. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Charles Starr. Hey. hey. I will say nobody knows me from that. No one listens to that one. Well, I mean. <laughs> but it but is what I am promoting. <laughs> that's what you're promoting, and people know you. They just know you, dog. Yeah. You're, uh, we respect you know. the plug around here, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We we find all plugs to be equal, despite, you know, Any whether Any plug or not. in a storm. That's what mm -hmm. we say. Any plug in a storm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but um, that's probably not what you want to do in a storm. That's just more flooding. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you, you plug don't want it to... From, to keep the storm from coming sure. in. Sure. You know sure. what? Finger in the dike and all that. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, who's going to do it? Which <laughs> one already, of us is going to do no, it? You already did it. The audience has all done it themselves. No, it but one us. of us should say it for the audience that doesn't know what we're about to do. Mm. Lesbian joke. Okay. So, Charles. <laughs> Charles, you Charles, Charles. You know who has her finger in the dike is that... Uh, Kima Greggs, yeah, yeah Kima Greggs, absolutely. There we go. Look, we it did was, it. Yeah. See, I knew one of us. I'm not was proud going of to. it, but you forced me to do it. So, yeah, I just want to say that we are, of course, proudly uh, pro LGBTQ on this podcast, sure, despite but against the, the occasional, Dutch. the occasional yeah. Kima joke. We are anti-Dutch, though. Yeah. Bad oh, we don't food. like the Dutch. Bad food. It's all like low what? there. It's just built. It's a country full of bilge. What country Pump is Dutch again? Netherlands. The Netherlands. Holland. Netherlands. Holland, okay. Yeah. Now is Holland and the Netherlands the same? First question, Charles, yeah. about the wire: Is Holland and Netherlands the same? That is a good question. I always assume it is, but I imagine there is some technical reason 
why they're not. not. And it's like some weird, like UK, Great Britain, England situation. But I think they're the same. I believe Holland is the largest is the largest Netherland in the Netherlands. Oh, there's multiple lands. I believe so. Yeah. Doesn't Netherlands feel like it was named by a different country? It feels like, like, it's, like it's far away from us, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we are." Fuck yeah, you. they're like, they're like, "Yeah, you're the you're Europe's underpants. You're the nether regions. You're gonna yeah. be, uh, yeah. You guys get to be Crotchville." Yeah, it's like uh, it does sound like it's another country's zone of death. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like don't go to those Netherlands, and they wear know? it like a badge of honor. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure they're happy about it, fingers and dikes and all. But, uh, but, 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 Charles, mm-hmm. Charles, well, let's talk about the wire real quick. Sure. Mm. First, real question about the wire: um, Why do you think David Simon blocked me on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I, you know, I don't even know if I'm blocked by David Simon on Twitter. If I were mm-hmm. to guess. Mm-hmm. If I were to guess why David Simon blocked you on Twitter, it yeah. would be because you there. I, I have one real guess and one speculative guess. The real okay. guess is that you asked him to appear on the show every day for three months and it's got cool. blocked on Twitter. It's, it's a little bit right, but what's yeah. the speculative one? The speculative one is that I was being you, a shitbird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have a bunch of tweets where I like make up you know, compound David Simon swears. swears. <laughs> and so like, I figure if you throw one of those in his mentions, you know, um, he sees what you're doing. He and he's mad at like, you yeah, for mocking yeah. his signature tweet style. Yeah. I mean, of- I've only, I've only done those in, kind of subtweets is it even a subtweet when you're doing it to a celebrity or is yeah, it I, just making fun of them? But it's like, just it's making parody. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Fair subtweeting. It. It's t- a subtweeting when you, uh, when the person is someone who y- follows you, yeah, yeah. and you decide not to tag them, but you decide to throw some shade. Or and everyone knows. Or it's the guy you're dating, like, or the girl you're dating, yes. like Jessica Seely's uh, Tinder oh, yeah. date did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what did he do again? Uh, he tweeted about her fucking bitches aren't date. worth it or something like yeah. that right after <laughs> <laughs> right after she told him that she didn't want to see him or something yeah yeah you give these bitches your heart and they take it out of your chest I'm not <laughs> mad though Still in she this got game. two appetizers <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> she ate the surf and the turf and I can't get some pussy um I, yeah, you are right. He blocked me because I I, I asked a lot. I, but he also blocked me because I, I, he was uh, going hard in the paint, um, yelling at people uh, uh, for saying anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. And he was like, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Well, and I was like, that one I didn't expect. I thought it might have been like centrist Libby kind of stuff. Yeah, but I thought that was, that was too, Libby stuff. I thought that was too recent. To yeah. have been the I fi- I figure you for someone who was blocked roughly oh, around no. your coverage of season one. Yeah, no, you figure <laughs> we. To yeah. be honest, everyone I think is equally surprised that it took this long. Yeah, because uh, you know, I I don't I wouldn't say I'm harassing him, but I you know I would ask him every every few days or whatever. But then like this time it was like 
It was too much because I he was, was like, already spinning out about his followers, and you decided to poke the bear. You can tell when he's already yeah. agitated about yeah because he's breathing hard in a tweet. You're just like I can <laughs> yeah, feel the feel flop mm-hmm. sweat in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is it is a frustrating the the whole anti Zionism anti semitism thing is a very frustrating conundrum because i am a self-loathing jew but not on those grounds right exactly it's different grounds (laughs) i don't hate myself because i'm jewish i hate myself for very specific very specific personal me reasons yeah totally agree same same but yeah it was like then i i i invited him on at this to you know to talk about the wire but also anti-zionism if you wanted to and then uh uh, he said, "Stop asking her, I'll block." And then I show, I you know, I do we do parody songs. I sent him my very good parody song of Prez Belu- of Paparazzi by Lady Gaga, but about <laughs> Prez Belusky. And and he uh, he, he said, "I warned you." And then be he honest, blocked me. I don't think he watched it. I think he blocked you before he watched it. I think he had to have not watched it because I think if yeah. he had watched it, he would have he would it, have yeah. said, "This guy gets me. This guy's got something. I don't know. This guy's uh, not got for nothing about this guy. Nothing. I don't know. He's Italian in this <laughs> act out. I don't know. But uh, Matt, why also, are we here today? Oh, we are not here to talk about my very petty beef with David Simon, the creator of The Wire. No, we're here to talk about his excellent show. Uh, And we (laughs) cannot talk about The Wire without first playing the theme song. When you Pod. Podcast. Podcast. School children. Season four. All right, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else. Today, once again, we're talking about from season four of The Wire, episode 11, A New Day. Came out November 26, 2006. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. Oh, yeah, I didn't write a synopsis for this one. Make it up. (laughs) Make Uh, it up. The school children at Edward Tillman Middle are all abuzz with news of a snitch. Uh, Officer Walker is about to get his, and Omar has just learned about a co-op. Oh, it's all very good. You did great. Um, <clears throat> but what was Skip happening? You know what, what? I mean, you have to. There's a lot happens. It's the wire. Mm. Uh, but what was happening at the time that this episode came out, Vince? That's right, Matt. We need some. We need some context. We can't talk about this without. We can't uh, discussing the context from which it came. Yeah, uh, and for that. We got to go to a little segment that we like to call the back in the day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back in the day machine tells the tale, son. That's right. Today on the back in the day machine, we're going all the way back to November 26th, 2006. Hmm. We're almost like exactly, what is that? Yeah. 17 years 17 to the day years. wow yeah getting close but uh we're not quite there uh that's right 11 26 2006 some of the things that were happening uh there was a ceasefire declared in gaza 
What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did that. it then. We did it then. We did it then. It's impossible now, though. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They've halted their fighting. So I'm hoping that peace is going to. Uh, it's yeah. going to last for yeah, at least it definitely will. It definitely 17, will. 18, 19 years, maybe. You know, this is why I think it is so important to to ask for a ceasefire, because once that happens, um, that's it's uh, forever. It's forever. Good. That's yeah. peace. People that's stop peace. fighting. They yeah. cease. I mean, my yeah, understanding they, is that it was 17 uninterrupted years until Uninterrupted October. years of peace. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. And I think, uh, I think everyone knows that, and I think the media will... Uh, back us up on that. Isn't that right, media? Uh, yes. Cricket. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. Uh, other Good stories. Uh, Michael Richards, you might remember him as the guy who played Kramer. He's oh. going on Jesse Jackson's radio show this week to apologize for his rant that was caught on tape. Did he start with that? Or or was it, did he, because I want to know when, like, in the lineup of the Apology Press Tour was Jesse Jackson's radio show. Like, did, because I remember when he went on, what was it, Leno? Letterman. I'm Letterman. Sure it was Letterman. Yeah, yeah. And, With and, Seinfeld, right? Right. Where Seinfeld he was, was like, on. Act, mm-hmm. like, he said nothing, acting really sheepishly. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, he's such a great guy. <laughs> What's the deal with people thinking he's racist? And then they played like a video interview or something. Kramer uh, should have just been like, you know, this guy dates a teenager, right? He's literally, <laughs> yeah. he's way worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> I just said words. This guy's actually yeah. committing a I crime. Had one bad moment. This guy's a rapist. Uh, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know if he's that, but you know what I mean? We're having fun. Yeah. Uh, some other stories. Uh, this one, I f- I'd forgotten about this story. Four years old, buying a corsage. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Just wearing a boutonniere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> having a fucking Mr. Mr. outside of the 7-Eleven getting her beer. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, this like sent me down like a little bit of a just memory rabbit hole because I had totally mm-hmm. memory hold this, but do you guys yeah. remember when Fred Durst was uh, becoming a movie director? I no. low-key remember this. Did he do a horror film or did I just No, okay. Well, I'll just, I'll read the story. Uh, okay. This one is, is in the New York Post, so it's got a great headline. Movie court us interrupt us. Sure. Oh, a Jesus, financial too much. <laughs> a financial feud between an indie films producer and its pornographer money man could sign could sideline Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst's directing debut if yeah, you don't count right. his 2005 sex tape. Uh, Kenneth Guarino, a mobbed up Rhode Island porn magnate, said he sank three million dollars into the making of the coming of age film The Education of Charlie Banks, only to find that no other investors were interested in the project. I'm sorry. No one else wanted uh, yeah, to first of all, no one else that's in a insane. Fred Durst helmed. Yeah, I find movie. that hard to believe. Fred Durst, uh, I think 2006, peak Fred Durst. I mean, we're talking yeah. about Limp Biscuit at the height of the I mean, his biscuit sex trip. tape just came you, out. You, with the makeup, could you act a little different? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, backwards hat guy who has a band about cum. Have you thought of doing a coming of age film, but with a you? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The movie, which stars Jesse Eisenberg, who played the elder son in The Squid and the Whale, and the late actor John Ritter's son, Jason, is stuck in post-production purgatory until the suit oh. has been resolved. Oh, is this movie out? Is yes, this movie- it's, it's out. It's out. It came out. It played at Sundance. 
what Fred Durst? If, if you were the, the person who, if you had in, if you were the person who put out a movie uh, directed by Fred Durst, yeah. you would have put out a movie directed by Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> that's the picture that's that Jesse I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wait. So, have you seen this movie, Vince? I, you know, I feel bad that I've never seen. I've never seen one of Fred Durst's movies, and he has. Oh, he's three. made more than one. He's the, made this one. The Durst he made Oeuvre. You, do you remember that he made an underdog sports movie with uh, Ice Cube as a football coach? He directed. No, that. but that's it's called the Long like, Shots. I, I love the eclecticness of it all. I I would love it if he was like, I got three movies I want to make. One, coming of age indie. Two. Uh, uh, football comedy. Uh, three, a rush hour. Uh, <laughs> three is actually a movie starring John Travolta with like an epic mullet. That's uh, I forget what the plot is, but it looks very uh, the room like. Oh shit! It would be great if he did uh, a Tarantino thing where he announced he was just going to do ten and stop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that would be like. Sick. Hey, you got seven more though. He's like, yeah, yeah, and he's just like, oh god, this sucks. Why did I say this? I should have said three. I just wanna- I should have said they were all rush hours. I just want to troll people on Zillow. I hate directing movies. <laughs> I will. Remember- I just looked it up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it is unique in my experience. Which one? In that the tomato meter. The professional score is forty eight percent, and the audience score is forty five percent. Wow! I, I have never seen a parody that, like that wasn't like both nineties. Is or that both for like tens? Is That's that for Charlie be... Banks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder uh, what. And the... that didn't play in wide release. So if you saw that, you had to seek it out and then say it was bad. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What year did the John Travolta Fred Durst movie 2019 2019 so that had to be after the please 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 incident Mm -hmm. yeah Charles if you don't know this uh, (laughs) there's a story circulating we don't know its veracity allegedly confirm or deny uh, that uh, one time uh, (laughs) uh, at a party John Travolta went up to Fred Durst and was just like, uh, can I suck your dick? And Fred Durst said, no. And John Travolta got on his hands and knees and started crawling and went, please, 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 please. <laughs> and we don't know if it's real, but we know it's a funny way to ask to get your dick sucked. <laughs> no, to suck someone's dick. It's different. Either way. Yeah. Um, okay. We got one more story. Time okay. for one more story. Uh, two options. Do you want like a your, could, your kids could be doing it style story or do you want... Uh, the uh, the ideas for what could possibly be the next Harry Potter. Oh God, I think the first one. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, but, but the only reason you would mention the second one is because it's got to be something interesting. Yeah. Okay, first one. Go first. Medium, one. medium. Medium. Fuck uh, medium. This is also from the New York Post. Twisted bullies, web of violence, online beating vids, a kid fave. Gotta love those headlines. It's just uh, written so transatlantic accent. <laughs> really like, wait a second. Is this just a piece about World Star? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's not it's not unlike it's not not that. I'll say that. Um <laughs> 
The brutal handiwork of schoolyard bullies is becoming a popular form of entertainment among Big Apple kids. Uh, Mm. Okay. Yep. Uh, Not so amateur videos posted on internet sites like YouTube.com show teenage (laughs) students being beaten down while their classmates look on with more amusement than concern. Mm. We got a name for it. You guys ready for the name for it? Please. It's called the... The disturbing phenomenon, known mm. as cyberbashing, began in Great Britain around 2003 and has only migrated to the U.S. in the past year, where it's spreading like wildfire, says Perry Aftab, executive director of internet watchdog group WiredSafety.org. Sure. It's a good yeah. watchdog group. I'm Gotta glad get they that exist. guy to weigh in. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm cyberbashing. There has never been a time in history mm-hmm. when students did like did not enjoy watching their classmates beat each other up. Yeah, they, I never, never, ever. Since the invention of people going to school together in a place. I saw three o'clock high. Yeah. I fucking lived it. Listen, people get beat up in class, and it's even funnier when they're weak. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's, there's nothing they can do. Uh, there is a way to establish social order. Yes. Yeah. Someone's got to be the alpha and someone's got to be what's under alpha? Beta. It's the one that feeds, yeah, the one that feeds the whatever predator is going after him. Uh in one local I always would like to be the uh the little bird that eats out of the crocodile's mouth. That's where I fit fit in. Mm-hmm. Like you could be a sigma male, where you just uh, you know you stand on the sidelines and smoke a cigarette, uh, yeah. laughing at the absurdity of the alpha beating up the beta. Yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in so one cool. locally produced video, a mob of pupils from Lehman High School in the Bronx punches and kicks a freshman of Middle Eastern descent as he emerges from the Ooh. Tremont East Diner across the street. All right, well, now this got dark. Yeah, it got dark. They then shove him against a brick wall while he cowers from their blows. At least two other students, meanwhile, scramble to capture the twisted action on cell phone cameras. The final edited product, which runs at least three minutes, comes complete with a hip-hop soundtrack and opening title, Mahmood Had a Bad Day! Exclamation point. Oh, man. Wait, did did they write and produce a rap song for... The music video? Unclear. That would be, I mean, like, fucked up. They got up. an editing suite. Yeah, I like yeah. that. To put, to put, to like, yeah, put they're like, hey, do any of you guys have premiere? I've so, got this video of me doing a hate crime that I want to make look cool. So Star now in, wipe. in classic fashion, <laughs> <Star> they've, <voice>. yeah, <laughs> they've, uh, they've made it unclear whether this was actually a spontaneous event or like something these kids did. Uh, like for fun. Uh, many of these videos are staged events, like mini reality shows, says Stephen Daly, founder of Rad Kids, which teaches <laughs> physical resistance to bullying. There's a lot of great orgs. We're All right, about. this was this is one I call the turtle. <laughs> no, there's another one. There's another quote in here. Deborah Shaw, director of the newly opened New York State chapter of BullyPolice.org. <laughs> That actually is just the police. (laughs) Yeah, that's just the police. No, it's telling you to bully police. I like that. It's brave. Uh, Cyberbashing is no mere case of boys being boys. No, no, it's certainly not. It's uh, egged on by the internet. Do you want to hear a quick story about Herbert Lehman High School? 
Ooh, yes, I do. Absolutely. So I went to the nerd high school right down the block from uh, Herbert Lehman High School, the Bronx High School of Science. And this is someone else's story. So it's mm-hmm. it's true, but filtered through a game of telephone. Okay. Um, but it was a story that was told uh, at my high school about my contemporaries in the year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we played them in soccer. Uh, we won the soccer game. Apparently, our fans were really chirping after the game, right? And it set off a brawl. Between... Yeah, that makes people mad. No one likes it when nerds talk. Yeah, when nerds yeah. gloat, you yeah. just you just want. Um, but it like it's so so the so the soccer teams fought, oh. and I mean that was pretty even. But yeah. like I said, we're right there next to their school which unlike our school has a football team oh, which no. was practicing oh they're and, way stronger and, than this yeah <laughs> and it got very ugly after oh, no. that the herbert lehman football team beat up our soccer team jesus uh, and people had to like flee to the flee to the d train did they make a rap video about it and say they like, did not even had a bad day i'll be i'll mm. be uh clear that i went to high school well before cyber bashing mm. or okay. youtube or um you know digital clocks yeah the but knockout game. Yeah, just clocks, count your... no yeah no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean listen uh I don't think it's fair for a football team to go after a soccer team, but I think in, you know, England, a, an American <laughs> yeah, football a, team going after a, fair fo- a football fight. team, I think that makes more sense. You yeah. know what I mean? I think I think you really want to pair them up with the rugby guys. Yeah. I think yeah, they're yeah, beating yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah. the English uh, footballers too, except in the adult like pub leagues. Yeah, I because... think I'm just thinking of that guy who's in all those, uh, you know, this is like Lockstock movies. You know that big, yeah, thick yeah. guy? Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones. Love that guy. Yeah. He's so strong. I bet he's tiny though. Yeah, but he's got that mean face. He's got he's a got mean face like a face. dog. Yeah, he's probably like 5'10", but that face is like eight inches of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's mostly face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so that's what was happening at the time this episode of The Wire came out, Vince? That's correct, Matt. Do you feel <laughs> well, properly contextualized? God, because I love I sure talking do. about The Wire. <laughs> and we are perfectly perfectly contextualized to know where we were at at the time of this episode i do say that uh there is some crossover between those back in the day uh stories one being high school fights mm-hmm. got a lot of that in this episode right. um <clears throat> i haven't recorded the balmer b story yet because i oh, was uh no. i was busy but i will uh sing a little bit of it for you and you can hear it at the end um it's based on mask off by future randy's hit Snitches get stitches. Randy's hit. Michael stands with him. Bunkmore Lynn. Disappointed Prez. Michael's change. Stealing Walker's ring. Fuck it, mask off. Michael's mask off. You know when he takes his mask off? Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so today we're talking about <laughs> this episode. Let's get into it. You can hear that whole song at the end of this yeah. episode. It's I, needed be... he- I needed to hear the song. I wasn't, I'm not familiar enough with the song. You don't know song. Future? Mask I mean, I probably off? did if I heard it. Like, in a it's the one that goes version. Percocet. 
Molly Percocet. I should have started with that so you knew what I was doing. You probably still don't know what I'm doing. Now he's talking to his wife. I can see him talking to his wife. What is he going to... You're going to give your wife something? You're going to give something to your wife? You want to give... I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do any of that. All right. Okay, so... A lot of things happened in this episode. We got fights at schools. Uh, we got Prezbaluski trying to teach math. We got a finally we learn what happened to Lex, and by we I mean the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we where do we want to start on this episode, Vince? Well, first tell me, Vince, what do you think of this episode in general? I mean, this is a great episode. I feel like this is the that. Very few, I don't know about that. A lot of Wire episodes are like this, but maybe like this is is in the top five of episodes that you immediately want to watch the next episode as soon as it 100%. is over. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, they always have like the consequential episodes at the end of the season. Usually, sure. usually the last episode is like <clears throat> kind of anticlimactic. And I think we are, we are one before the second to last. So this is just like a huge tease for that you know, sure to be impactful second to last episode. Uh, All the things are coming to fruition. You know, like you said, uh, Michaels has a little mask off moment. Carcetti is, uh, you know, he's become, he's fully coming into his own as the mayor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Randy is been outed as a snitch. And he's dealing with the consequence. He's dealing with the consequences. And, you know, and then, you know, on the cop side, uh, you have that great, I, I like to call this like the, from dusk till dawn ending where, mm-hmm. you know, like where the, at the end of dusk till dawn, they sort of fight their way out of this vampire bar and you see that it's just like one floor in a massive pyramid. It's like right. sort of like the pullback to show you that whatever they've just discovered is only like the tip of the yeah. iceberg. And yeah. uh, I love that ending in it. I, I, I restrained myself from watching the next one, but, uh excellent tease for the next episode yeah very good uh charles what'd you think i i mean i it really brought me back i watched the wire in a very Mm. funny way because i didn't watch the i didn't watch the wire until right before the start of the fifth season oh yeah yeah, yeah, and so i finally was like okay i'll do it and so my wife and i like watched season four Mm mm-hmm and you know the Home Depot scene that mm. opens season four, we were completely oh. hooked. Yeah, right? you're, you're in after That's that. That's it. We're we're done. <laughs> and so we watched, you know, in like a week, which is, you know, not how kids binge, but it is how people Adults. with kids binge. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so you like, got that it two and a half a, hour window after yeah, eight. After yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just blew through season four and then watched season one while we watched season five. Oh mm. boy. You know, Oof. and then got a strike from our cable company for torrenting season two <laughs> because we couldn't find it anywhere else. Um, and so, so this was the season, which was the wire to me. Like yes. when people, when people who watched it in real time found season two kind of a betrayal of season one because they thought it was one thing and then it was right, another. Right. I started with the school stuff, not with the the gang stuff, and right. so this all kind of coming together in this episode really is where they kind of put the stamp on where all the kids are going to go. 
right you know and you really come you know coming to it as a rewatch you like you see it as like really big foreshadowing on where everyone goes in this which was like you know it didn't hit me as particularly heavy-handed in the first watch but now you see this is the episode where they decide to like show the forking paths yeah very cool this is, this is I, I feel yeah. like the season four probably has like the greatest breadth of institutions uh, explored in it of any yes. wire season because you got you got the schools, mm. you got uh, you know the mayor's office, and then you got the whole police department. So you're getting you're getting a lot mm-hmm. of and like the end like they sort of clown the nonprofit sector a little bit nonprofit too. Nonprofit and academia yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, and then also uh, the foster care system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like there's the turkey grease uh, I mean, industry, even the, mm-hmm. even the church. You yeah. know, yeah. The church, like with yeah. the ministers being mm-hmm. like talked about as this like coalition with real political force. Right, it, it undermines them as being principled at all. It just right. turns into someone else who needs their back scratch. Right, they're just another uh, cog in the democratic machine uh, of Baltimore, you know. And yeah, uh, the amount of rot that you get to see throughout this season uh, is... One of the things, and I've said this before, that it makes the kids being the central focus more interesting because you you get to see not so much like this academic treatise on, you know, uh, crumbling institutions, but you get to see the results of institutional failures yeah, on these kids. failing and, and how, and yeah. All, and mm-hmm. in all different directions. I mean, you know, whether it's the foster care system or the police or fucking, you know, the academia. boxing industrial <clears throat> complex. The boxing <laughs> indu- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. Big turkey grease. Big turkey yeah. grease. <laughs> all that stuff. Where uh, is, is Cuddy season four? Yeah, he yeah, wasn't he's in here. this episode at all. No. Yeah, he's he's he wasn't his, in this his one. His teachings but were a little bit, you know, when Michael yeah. when Michael started to yeah. throw down in that fight. Yeah. You could, oh yeah. Cuddy, yeah. uh the actor was a member of the not the New Day co-op, yes. but the Park Slope Food Co-op. Yes, he oh, was. Wow. <laughs> yes, he was. And my uh, wife, when she lived in my New wife. York, my wife, uh, <clears throat> when she lived in New York, she saw him there working uh, hmm. one of his shifts. Yeah, he the... was working when my when my wife saw him. My wife, my... He was working as a walker, and she was too starstruck. Same to ask yeah. him to help her but we loved him (laughs) yeah but she was way too starstruck to like actually ask him to be the person who walked her i I feel like you can't live in in the new york area without seeing uh wire act like i remember seeing ziggy multiple times uh in, in new york just like when i was out and about and my uh yeah my old roommate matt ufford i remember he was uh he would volunteer at the park slope co-op we lived in windsor terrace so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 i mean like uh yeah i my wife it was the same thing my. uh she she was too <laughs> scared, scared to to go too starstruck uh to go up to him but uh but yeah let's let's get into it i mean we've talked about turkey grease a little bit uh i oh. want to uh play a clip from the cold open of the episode that devastating I've... and barely understandable like you have to like this is one of those scenes where you're like man this is pretty 
fucked up, I think, but I might have to Google some of the things going on in this. Uh, yeah. yeah, here we go. Can I order the yakami with turkey grease? <laughs> this nigga ordered turkey grease. <laughs> What's wrong, y'all? I mean, my mom, she get it all the time. Yo, you was really one of them at-risk children. Yo, you know that, dude? Yo, man, come on, son. <laughs> yeah, I got it. How much? Wrong with ordering yakami. Nothing wrong with you ordering yakami. Just the turkey grease that makes the drunks, you know, throw up all that liquor they was drinking. Go back to swilling that shit. So, um, <clears throat> first of all, I feel terrible for Dookie that one of his choices in cuisine is something that is made specifically to keep his mom drunk. Um, That's also like, you know, you're like a professional alcoholic when you have a strategy uh, for purging in order to drink more. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of next level, you know, because like, uh, listen, we've all. You know, I think everyone on this podcast here is an alcoholic and, um, you know, we've all had our strategies, but damn, that's, that's like, it's when you realize that you're not that bad, this is like one of the things when I got like sober, cause it's I like, was think, never much of a drinker. like Ipecac is one of the food groups cause it's always right. in your house basically. It's <laughs> yeah. wild. But yeah, it's like getting sober, you learn, uh, you, you know, and going to meetings, you, you, you just hear other people's stories and you go like, oh, I was kind of fine. I was, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. that bad. I mean, you know, I never did that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck is wrong with what you? What the hell? Just fucking put your finger in your mouth. You fucking weirdo. But yeah, that, that was just so sad and so sweet. Uh, and we don't get to see too much from dookie here but uh you know i thought i would play that because i i liked it so much so his i mean it's really like it doesn't seem like anything and there's just the the end of the episode is hugely Mm -hmm. momentous for him yeah 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 i'm yeah and you know what's interesting is like this cold open um, I realize this, one of the reasons that I liked it later, it goes into, you see Walker walking down the street and telling, uh, telling him to get out of his Living neighborhood. Living up to his name, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, he's walking. That's his name. Hey, they should call him walking and beating children. That should be his last name. Anyway, um, but, uh, you know, the camaraderie that happens, even though they're like, you know, kind of making fun of Dookie and stuff, like... Naaman pays for his meal, you know, his uh, latchkey kid ass meal. And like uh, they're all hanging out and there's a a friendship there and an innocence there. And that's like Mm -hmm. in this episode, by the end of it, it's almost like the last time you're going to see that happening. The last time that this group of friends is going to uh, be together as kind of innocent uh, kids because of what happens subsequently after. Yeah. Um, so getting into that whole storyline, uh, like first and foremost, everything that's happening with Randy in this episode, we finally see Randy, uh, suffering the consequences of that time he sort of snitched and, uh, he, he doesn't, you know, it starts out where he's just like not able to sell his candy to like sixth graders, which, uh. Yeah. Well, no. The yeah. first is he gets he gets shoulder chucked in the hall. That's right. That's right. He does. Yeah. That's the first time he notices, and then he's like a little bit nervous, and then uh, 
I think someone in class, he's like trying to play like dice or something and no yeah. one will play yeah, with his him. Prez is teaching uh, probability with craps. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was impressive the way that Prez, like he watched the kids do the, uh, the, 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 uh, what do you call that? Measuring tape? Not, no. Uh, tape not measuring tape, tape measure. Tape measure, yeah. Yeah, they do the tape measure trick where you let it go and it hits the other guy in the crotch. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have that clip. Can I, I would play have, that? I would have laughed. I don't care like what grade I'm teaching. Like That's going to oh, make yeah. me laugh as a teacher. Yes, yep. that, that is one of my favorite this bits. This time you have $7 and you give her half. How much does she have? $3.50. Good. So? Yo, Mr. Prayer. Check this out. i forget the girl's name in the beginning of that clip but she does such a perfect job playing a junior high school kid because that really like that is exactly what junior high kids uh can do like their superpower is like making you feel stupid for asking them like the world's easiest question (laughs) that they don't know the answer to and they're just like I can't take half a seven, you fucking idiot. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, damn. Yeah. You first, it takes you a second. Like, maybe I did ask yeah, a stupid question. Yeah, you're like, oh question. shit, you can't? But Who am I, I? The look she gives him after she does it easily with money. And he's yeah. like, uh-huh. And she's yeah. like, what, she's like, idiot? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your Where fucking point? Just tell me. <laughs> like, I can't begin like to that, count. The actress I can't, is great count how many times i've been in that situation with a teacher who's like where you don't want to have to say i'm too stupid to follow you right now Mm. just tell me the thing i know you know the thing and then you know they just but they want you to get there on your own and you're just like i don't have the patience for that bro Mm -hmm. and then of course it makes right as she might be able to get it though She's her train of thought is interrupted by uh, the guy getting hit in the nuts. Which... <laughs> yeah, it, but it always it always makes relevant that uh, one of my favorite bits, like one of my favorite short bits that always seems to come up all the time, is Zach Galifianakis's impression of the pretentious illiterate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where where someone can be like bitchy mm. about not knowing anything and make you feel bad. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't read. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, so, you know, uh, Randy does get beat up in this episode, uh, pretty, pretty fucking bad. And it's, uh, it's, well, you know, maybe we'll, we'll save that because that leads to our ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can talk about sort of like what happened with the kids and Walker, because that to me was some of the most fun to watch, not just seeing Walker get punked. But seeing the consequences of that, like, was him declaring war on all children. Uh, <laughs> like, he... Uh, no, he didn't. I don't think he admitted to his peers No, 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 kids. right. He didn't. He just, he turned it into a war on a violent gang. <laughs> he, yeah. yeah who, yes. his, can, who his peers want to just beat up anyway. Yes, that's exactly right. He, what he did was make it unsafe for everyone in the community uh because he didn't want to admit that he got punked by some kids yeah he told like a local news ready like scare story about uh right him yeah personally. the yellow paint i think i have the clip of him <laughs> talking about the yellow paint real quick and mcnulty watching laughing at him got me coming outside the club i made him for blocks 
but the paint's supposed to be some kind of declaration of war. Sounds like we get to stomp some ass. The Western District Way. <laughs> Yellow paint, a declaration yeah, of war. Give it to him, JJ. It's <laughs> a new one. Also, I made them for bloods. <laughs> what? At this point in the show, we're four seasons in, and I've not seen one person say that they are an affiliate of the Bloods or the Crips. The idea that he would just say that to me sounds, it feels strange. Where no, it's just but it's like, perfect because he's saying, he's doing it in he's like- He's a lunkhead lying. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a lunkhead lying, but he's also, it's sort of a clever lie in that, like I said, it, it fits into like the local news uh, trend piece uh scare like it's yeah. designed to scare you that there's uh something that they saw once and now this is a trend and and right the youth, yeah. you the know youth they has call gone it wild pink that, splashing <laughs> yeah yeah and your kids could be doing it <laughs> they call it cyber splashing yeah <laughs> but yeah like him it's funny because uh you know it's like this group of small group of kids uh does this sort of terrorist action on him <laughs> and in response to the humiliation they just start beating up the whole neighborhood with nightsticks uh you know i mean it was a, a, a lot pretty, of innocent people was a pretty ballsy prank to uh pull a gun uh, uh like you know hold Yo, up a cop for sure. at gunpoint listen i i i don't uh, i condemn uh hamas I mean them, <laughs> of course. What I'm saying is that the innocent people of Baltimore, sure, uh, getting you know the short end of the stick here, uh, is uh, not justified. Mm -hmm. And I perhaps mean, I think it's great of uh, David Simon to have so clearly mm -hmm. made that metaphor. Yes, yeah, I think so too. You know, prescient. I, very prescient, uh, and I applaud him for his bravery in understanding that. Uh, the occupation of the police uh, on that neighborhood is uh, will not stand and is a crime against humanity. Yeah. David Simon, if you're listening to this podcast, unblock me. I have more music videos. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the you know, it, it, and I you only find out about, um, you know, what's happening as a result of this uh, through a little scene with Bodie and McNulty. It goes in the category of I love when everyone's friends, which occasionally on this show, there's these moments where you see the two enemies, whether they be, you know, uh, Marlowe and fucking Stringer or, you, you know, whether it's uh, McNulty, the cops and the robbers. It's like you get to see them be nice to each other. And I, I love when everyone's nice. So uh, I have that scene uh, of McNulty and Bodie. Chicken George again? I had to duck in here for cover. Boy's off the hook today. Not a good day to be cross-eyed in West Baltimore. Yeah, behind on your quotas or some shit? What the fuck? Seems one of my side got jumped last night. All right, Walker. I heard about that shit. Threw paint on him. <laughs> Walker, asshole. Now you playing dirt, you get dirty. Copy. We should do this again. Don't go making any furtive moves. No doubt. Don't break a pencil point. I love when they're friends. <laughs> I want them to be friends. I want show where they're friends. <laughs> I mean, great acting. 
Hmm? Just great acting all the way through that scene. You know, like we don't give Dominic West enough credit uh, we sometimes don't. on this show, but yeah, uh, yeah he brings it. He brings it sometimes. And of course, and JD uh, fucking Williams, yeah, dude, JD once Williams, again, brilliant, crushing it, being like top five actors on the show that I'm like, he needs more credit than he yeah. gets. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, so good. like they're the same, like the, they're, they're kind of the same in that they're yeah. sort of pawns cynic and you know aware and yes. they kind of know where they are in the strata yes. you know yeah they know the and, futility of their spot in the pecking order for, yeah. for sure and so and they kind of respect each other as being like on the other side but if mm-hmm. you had to count on one guy to not bullshit you right. that's probably the guy who like he'll arrest yeah. you if you fuck up but he's also probably the one who isn't going to arrest you because someone else fucked up yeah 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 i mean i think at this point mcnulty has kind of uh earned that uh, trust a little bit, at least from Bodie, because uh, he's he's done nothing really but show Bodie respect. He's never really been disrespectful to him, and has even kind of commended him. Like when he got out of, uh, um, he got out of the wiretap case or one of the cases because of the fact that they had entrapped him, uh, and uh, rather than press charges, they decided to drop charges because he knew the word entrapment, and McNulty was. Uh, fucking impressed by that um but yeah he he will try to have sex with you if you're a woman that's like the problem. <laughs> yeah luckily for bodie not a woman yeah. i mean you know i mean it could be bodie's loss it, i imagine it is the dick gotta be good when you see mcnulty uh like he gives off those like dirty dick vibes but you also know it's deep dick you know what i'm saying guys it's that devil may care Dick. Yeah. Oh, is that producer Brent Flyberg coming yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. You guys talking about having sex with McNulty and or Bodie? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, McNulty I, mostly because it was Dick. I just, I just wanted to be a part of the conversation. That's yeah. yeah. Would you, would you have sex with McNulty? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. You'd have. I mean, just if nothing else for the story, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna leave some sort of mess behind. That's yeah, gonna be funny. Some sort of bodily <laughs> fluid, whether it's yeah. blood or cum. He's yeah. he's not mm-hmm. leaving without spreading his DNA. <laughs> Speaking of spreading DNA, <laughs> I don't know. That's where I thought yeah, you that's, would go. That's with. what I call ads: is DNA. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. So it's time for some TNA. And you can only buy that with advertising. I don't know, guys. It's time for an ad break. Uh, So everyone stick around and we will be right back. Hey, everyone. Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m., with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, 
um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come. Enjoy. Laugh. Love. All right. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And we're back. Okay, so moving on. Uh, where else can we go? I mean, we can talk about. Well, the, it's a new day in Baltimore because Mayor Carcetti is out there making mm-hmm. sure that the fire hydrants are not leaking, that abandoned cars are being taken care of. That's right. Uh, a couple of other things, but he's also he's eating bowls of shit because he has to figure out how to deal with Herc. With, with Herc, who yeah. uh who falsely arrested a I a like that just all like they're trying to figure out ways to uh to deal with Herc and, and ways that they could fire him. Like the whole subplot is about uh, uh you know I'm surely we can find some way to fire this guy not for this incident. Meanwhile the entire episode is about various messes that he's made. Right. And, no the whole yeah. season is about how many lives he has ruined by just being the worst at his job and the most yeah. undeserving of his stripes. And he's and, also and, so, st- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. And I was going to say, and in the middle of all of it, you know, we were talking about how, you know, one part of the storyline reflects contemporary, whatever, mm-hmm. right. In the end, what Carcetti gives is a 5% raise to the cops. Uh-huh. Right. And that, you know, they have like the city controller or whatever, auditor, yeah. whatever his formal title is, talking about how fucked the budget is right. in every yeah. direction. And literally today, mm-hmm. literally today, the New York Public Library system is has announced that it is going to close on Sundays mm. because of the drastic budget cuts in New oh York from mayor cop. Wow. wow. <laughs> like all the money in New York going yeah. to police while they shut the libraries as I am watching the school's episode season yeah. of The Wire from a show Kenny gives a bribery raise. Well, yeah. The beauty of Herc here is that he 
like he's fucked because you know they need blood on the reverence thing but bunk is also pissed at him for uh not bringing randy to him but the funny part about that one is 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 herc is too stupid to realize that that actually is one of the few things in this episode that like wasn't directly his his fuck up necessarily because Mm -hmm. he had he called the other uh guy in homicide who just happened to be pissed at herc that day because herc questioned his police work over yeah over over the old face old face uh old face Andre and Omar case. And so when he got the call from, uh, from Herc, he he threw the message in the, in the trash because he was pissed at bunk. Yeah. And he got the call from Carver is what he got it. He got the call from, uh, it was Carver who made that phone call. So Herc actually didn't do Herc. Herc was Carver's fault because Carver was like, I think it was because Herc was like, I fucked up, man. You know, I, 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 I fucking, uh, I, I lost his camera and then there was this black guy and I didn't know he was a preacher. I thought he was a thug and you got to help me. And he was like, uh, you want to interview Randy? And he's like, yeah, I could ruin his life too. <laughs> and, uh, and then Carve, <laughs> Carve like called Bunk, but Bunk never got the message because of Crutchfield or and which I one forget. is Crutchfield? I think it's the yeah, black cr- guy with freckles. Okay. Uh, no, no, that's Bar Barlow, Bartlow. That was the Eve. one who threw the message away. I yes, know that. Uh, no, yeah. it was Crutchfield is the one who threw it away. I'm pretty sure he is like an older black guy with a mustache, light skinned. Okay. Uh, you see him occasionally. It doesn't matter. Um, and he goes fuck the bunk. So mm-hmm. that was Carver's fault. Um, I mean Carver fucked up. Twice here in that just like, by involving her in involving any, her in any capacity, and, he knew should yeah, have known better and kind of that. assuming that this message would get. I mean, I guess that's not his fault. Point is, though, is there is a nice sequence in this episode in which you see uh, the shit rolling downhill in some aspect. You see everyone playing the blame game and you see how it's technically possible for no one to be at fault. Uh, mm. And uh I I just have a, a collection of all of those. Uh, now, how of did the happen. word get out that Randy talked? Like, was it just the fact that Kevin got questioned at all? Yeah, yes, because when Herc was... questioned Kevin, he basically told him the whole story with zero leverage. He's like, hey, we know we got an informant who says you did this. And there's only one person. There's that only was one person there. could right. possibly okay. be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he said, you mean Randy? And then when little Kevin was coming clean to Marlo about why right. he, uh, you know, was taking a holding for a while, uh, he mentioned that Randy uh, snitched. Right. And then they kill little Kevin anyways. And uh, because Randy is a middle schooler, they're like, we won't kill him. We'll just tell everyone he's a snitch. I mean, this is just like beautiful writing uh, in The Wire. This is like some of the best writing they ever did. Because it's basically like, you know, it's like one of those Seinfeld episodes where the A story, the B story, and the C story all come together in the end. It's like Curb, yes. And they do do that, but it it takes 11 episodes uh, to pay off. Yes. And you... I don't even think that they could have known when they started writing it that they were going to figure out how to bring them together this yeah. well, and yet they did. And, yeah, uh, and I, I have it all together. Hey, if anyone tries to talk to you again, say nothing to anyone. I don't know what happened. I hooked the kid into Bunk, Moreland, and Herc. I swear to you, I'm going to find out what happened. The Wagstaff kid I sent you away? Wagstaff? 
They want him out. This kid knew about Lex getting killed? Herc brought him to you? This kid is a witness and Herc was supposed to bring him to me? That was the plan. I'm gonna skin that motherfucker. You don't go putting your paws in my murder, you simple fuck. Hey, you talking to a sergeant. Oh, fuck your <laughs> fucking strike. Take it easy, bud. <laughs> I love Herc's, that. Herc's grand explanation is, I'm important. <laughs> especially, hey! especially when no one who is remotely good or committed at the job respects him. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you could be a general, you fat idiot. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, no one gives a shit about his stripes, but he is just his. I mean, if you think about it, like his entire flailing that he's doing throughout this entire season uh, is about him trying to not get his stripes taken. I mean, that's because yeah. he only earned the stripes because you saw the mayor getting his dick sucked last season and the mayor uh, wanted to, you know, get do him a favor so that he wouldn't go around saying the mayor gets his dick sucked. Uh, and so, yeah, like Herc fucks up with the camera and then he fucks up with Randy and he just continues to fuck up, fucks up with the uh, fucked you know, up the, the wire by you know, twice. Yes, fucks up the wire twice, fucks up with the minister, fucks up Bubs. Bubs like, Bubs, you know, which is why he gets fucked with the minister. Yes, exactly, which was perfect. like And this this dude is just like Oh my god, just, I just need my stripes. <laughs> and so he tries to hide behind them in the moment he's called out is just so it's so perfect. And um, and then so the other the aspect of sorry, oh, the other, sorry. The, the other aspect of this that's so good is watching uh Carcetti try to figure out how to deal with this and then yeah. Burrell comes in and he brings like the police handbook that is just a giant stack <laughs> of rules and it's funny cuz like every job that you get has like some huge company handbook that you have to sign mm -hmm. and you know uh, that the only reason that they have that thing is so when they want to fire you, they yes. can like search through there and find yeah. a reason. They can like, find a legal clause yeah, that every... says why they can totally fire you yeah, for whatever ACAB reason. includes human resources. That's right. ACAB <laughs> yeah. includes HR. HR cab. A H R A B. <laughs> Did you just spell out ARAB? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Ugh, I um, spell out ah rab. But there was a, like I I think I told this story, but like the, the, mm -hmm. like basically like a version of this happened to me uh, at one of my at one of my jobs where I had which like, one? It was a long 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 time ago. Adult friend finder? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was I was copyright sucking factory. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, I just went there Charles, to see did my you hear mom. That? I said that he, did. I, I, he worked at the dick sucking factory. Yeah, that's, that's right. good union work. Yeah. No, like there was, uh, I had worked. I was working under a manager who had never had, had never managed anyone before, and mm. I was I would like beg her to make a st a style guide for like the stupid uh, brochures and stuff that we sure. were writing and and editing for, and she wouldn't do it, and so like she'd tell me to do it one way, and then she would forget that she told me to do it that way, and then uh, and then I would do it according to what she said, but then she'd change her mind, and then the boss above that would yell at me like I was doing it wrong 
And I was like, no, I'm just doing it the way that they told me to do it. Right. And at one point she's, why is this not being done? I'm going to wring your neck or something like just made some stupid little joke like that. But I was so annoyed at being in this situation that I reported her to HR for threatening nice. physical violence. Nice. Uh, and then yeah, later, no. if someone told me, if a boss told me they were going to wring my neck first, I'd laugh. Then I'd be like, oh, this will be fun. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then later. So, I mean, the funny thing is, like, I don't think that I was I don't think that I was consciously trying to get fired at that point. But uh, like looking back, <laughs> I on love it, how this how the upshot of you getting threatened <laughs> is that it a a. A-H-R-A-B? Yeah, yeah but I not mean, A-Rab. But if you yeah, report yes. something stupid like that, you are trying to get fired. I don't think that I realized it at the time, but I fully, I'm I mean, fully it's... aware that I was subconsciously doing uh, that on some level um so anyway yeah. so then they they said they like said oh uh just go t- the company was a was like a student loan company and they oh, were like oh God. just go to this orientation seminar and it'll all it'll all become clear or something like that like all the problems will, will work themselves <laughs> it sounds out sounds like a scene from goodfellas uh, no. <laughs> so then i went you to walk it. in the door oh no and they shoot you in the back of the head and it was like an orientation i had already worked there for like six months at that point and it was yeah. like all stuff that I'd learned on the first week of the job. And I was like, well, I'm not sitting through uh, like another hour of this. So I left. And then that was, <laughs> that was the reason that they used to, Rums. that was the justification they used to fire me. It was like, Oh, you skipped a mandatory. Uh, they would have sent session. you back to that meeting until you walked out. At yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Dude. Had you known that though, would you have just gone just to be like, cause you're getting paid. I, I don't know. I mean, I hated it so much. That was the job yeah. where like I hated my uh my supervisor so much that uh like they had a they had a thing where like they would take you out to lunch on your birthday and I knew my birthday was coming up and of course like I didn't say anything about it cuz I didn't want to cuz like the l- lunch hour was like the only respite I had from these people uh-huh. that I didn't really like in the first place. And then the next day she realized like, "Oh, I realized it was your birthday yesterday." And everybody else happened to be out sick. So it was just a one-on-one lunch between me and the supervisor that I hated. And I knew she was only doing it because it would be like weird if I was the only one that she didn't take out to lunch on my birthday. Yeah. It was the whole thing. That uh, sounds like literal hell. Yeah. Corporate yeah, uh, work. Not, not fun. But to your point, uh, Burrell... but I'm just saying that is a tr- that is a truism of every job is that the company sure. handbook exists 95 percent to have. Uh, it's all to protect the company. Yeah, it's always it's, to protect it's, the company. Yeah, it's an exercise in uh, you know if you need an excuse to fire someone that you don't like, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, and so Burrell goes into the mayor's office, and Carcetti's trying to get rid of him. He's tr- he's trying to find a way to get Daniels to be you know the next. Uh, the next commissioner and Burrell comes in and he's like, yes, being a good cop is not my strong suit, but you know what I am good <laughs> <Yeah>. at? <laughs> I know what a mayor needs. I, I can tickle your balls. So. Yeah, that's what, it's very much. I know what a mayor needs. Sloppy, 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 sloppy. Like it sounds the way like Carcetti gonna... and what's his face. Look at each other after he says, look, I may not be good at police work. Yeah, right. <laughs> they yeah, just share yes. a look like, aren't you? Yeah, he's like strategy police? is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what does that even mean, bro? And, and he basically says, you know, but what I am good at is playing the political game. So you have a problem. You can't fire this cop uh, without pissing off the rank and file police. And you can't not fire him without all the ministers running away. So 
now he's going to give him a reason to fire him for some reason that has nothing to do with the uh, what happened to the ministers and please everybody. Well, but I mean, did Herc make any mistakes that he could be fired over? <laughs> I don't think so. He has a pretty stellar record throughout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so funny conceptually watching them struggle to be like, fire the most like deserving person of being like (laughs) one of the least competent members of the police force. Yes. Meanwhile, like we, you know, we talk about him jamming up bunk and then he ends up in a one-on-one with Lester. Yes. Who's like the most authentic, like, uh, dime store novel cop. Yes. Yeah. In the world. Who yeah. translates Herc into English and right. actually pulls out a clue? Yeah, right. I know. It's so right. funny too. Because so, what's in the car? Yeah. Just come on, come on. Let me tweak know, your stuff, brain stuff. a little. Yeah. What I did don't you know, see a, in a the nail car? gun and a and a bag of lime. Nothing yeah, important. I don't know, like duct tape. I don't know. Uh, a dead guy's hand. I don't, like what? What does this have to there do? Was, with yeah. There was a, there was a piece of paper that said list of people to kill. Yeah. yeah. What do you? Busted my balls. I was trying to find a camera. Yeah. The, the, how's this going to help me get my camera? Like, this guy is so, <laughs> It's so perfect, too. Cause Another thing so, that... Sorry, go ahead. No, just because he's like, is any of this helping? And it's just and like... And meanwhile, hmm. like, w- one of the things that I noticed is they discover, I don't want to spoil the end of the episode, yeah. but the end of the episode yeah. is Freeman figuring out that the nail gun is like where they're hiding people. Yeah. But for the whole episode, yeah, the whole episode, they're talking about bodies in the vacant. I know. I know. Everybody knows, but the Every, police. That's, that's yeah. like the brilliant thing about it is everybody knows. Everybody knows. Except for the people who are desperately trying to find out. Right. And, and as yeah. a narrative technique, this, this plays into exactly what I was going to say. Like, this is one of the greatest narrative techniques is where you, like, spread these clues of things that the audience knows, but the characters don't know. And right. this is the episode where, like, all these little breadcrumbs that we, the audience, know about, uh, like, we've, we finally get to watch the characters uh, you know, come to the, come to the same realizations that that we've already had. Right. And it's like it's something. There's something weirdly cathartic about just watching that. It's a, every story. Like whenever that happens, it's always weirdly exciting because it gives you the feeling that you're smart and that you put it all together somehow before they yeah. did. Yeah, and it's also like uh, it's fun to watch how long the show can go on. Uh, you know, before the people figure it out because you know it and you just keep waiting like yeah. watching when the audience knows what's happening and you uh, and where Lex is and like that there are bodies in the vacants watching that scene where Herc takes the fucking nail gun <laughs> and just just like shoots it off right next to them and going I want my fucking camera you're just like this guy's so fucking stupid it makes it so much funnier and it makes it so much more uh I don't know, pleasurable to watch and poignant and makes a much better point than I think if it were a mystery or like a sort of a law and order where you're kind of going like, hey, we got to piece this together or whatever. Well, the, the like the the opposite example of this is uh, I don't know if you saw Knives Out. Uh, I did see Knives Out. Fucking terrible movie. But like the, <laughs> the whole end scene is uh, Benoit Blanc just 
just like recapping all of the, like the entire storyline that you mm-hmm. don't really know at that point. Like he's explaining things to you that you didn't pick up on in the rest right. of the movie and explaining them. And it's just, it's so anticlimactic because he's basically just like recapping things that the movie should have conveyed to you earlier. Yes. Uh, and this is well, like, it's the, sort of like an encyclopedia Brown story Yes, in that yes. sense where it's just, I mean, I will say that I find the knives at movies funny because they're stupid and (laughs) And I'm not like looking into them for like am I going to solve this along sure I just think it's like campy and fun yeah sure but the the fact is the movies do just end with a preposterous amount of exposition of things that you wouldn't it was like you couldn't conceivably have (laughs) like pieced together yourself as an audience member yeah, right. you're, you're watching him tell this, explain this murder plot, and you're like, God damn, are the other people in the room as bored as I am listening to him uh, explain this whole thing? Yeah. 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 But so yeah, in this one, it's, it's not about- mini rant. It's not about you figuring it out. It's about watching your characters yeah. figure it out. And and even your, it's not that even that they're dumb, because Freeman is a great fucking detective. It's that, you know, the biggest impediment is Herc. that- Nobody talks to the police and Herc. Uh, <laughs> like the, the information yeah. has to come through Herc. Right. The information coming through Herc is probably the biggest impediment uh, that when someone finally does talk about stuff, uh, they don't communicate between branches. And let's be honest, that's how 9-11 happened, other mm. than, you know, Bush... Yeah, doing it. Bush doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it the episode. I'm just glad I was warned. Yeah, me too. I got that call. <laughs> we all did, except for Vince. Um, no, but I didn't uh, get the call. They're like Armenians, uh, almost. But yeah, no. uh, he's half Italian. Uh, they hang up the phone. Uh, <laughs> let him die. Um, but uh, yeah, so I in the episode uh, ends with uh, Freeman figuring it out um because of a huge huge clue that Presbaluski gives them uh in in one scene but here we go all this way not getting a little something suck his dick the playground behind fulton and monroe Leslie, you're really starting to scare me, man. Need a crowbar. For what? This is a tomb. Lex is in there. That's like a walk-off home run when you're a cop. Dude, I know, dude. He felt his... You know his dick was hard when he did that. Jose He's Batista like, just throwing the bat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking just, mm, just mean mugging, walking slowly now, around the base. But didn't Prez just jam Randy up more? Yes. I, I mean. I mean, he definitely took a risk there. Even after he spent like the whole episode being like, man, I screwed up uh, putting this kid at risk. He can't help. He can't entirely turn off the cop thing where he wants to be helpful to the cops in some way and and uh and not fuck his bros yeah in doing so he takes he takes a chance of screwing randy over further even though the damage is already kind of done 
Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I that wasn't my initial reaction because I felt like the damage had been done. And uh, well, but I mean, we both know where this goes, right? No, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. And the fact because is, they is think that-, that Randy's harmless and he doesn't know anything, but that's like a piece of actual real information, right? On where a body is literally buried, and yeah. the only person who they'll think could possibly have because they already they don't know prez right and they already killed little kevin right so the only person who would have any insight into that vacant apartment being important at all yeah is randy and right now randy's Mm. not that dangerous like he's 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 getting beat up at school he's harmless enough to marlo and chris and snoop that they're just like i don't know but just put it out there that he's a snitch but as soon as like charges come down on any of that crew, then Randy becomes like a legitimate witness and a legitimate threat who is very much like in mortal danger at that point. Right. Even if he doesn't like know anything, know anything. Uh, I mean, the truth is, is he does know things. He knows. Yeah. Like where that, scene, that scene where he's like, I'm not a snitch. Am I? I just told them this one thing where I, yeah, no, yeah, I, said, I, I told I put... them what everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, right. I told, yeah, but, I told know, them like what his... everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. It's... He told them what only he knew. Right, and what kids in the neighborhood know. And the whole thing is, you don't talk to the police about what you know ever, ever, yeah. ever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you're right. Prez actually super fucked that up, uh, knowing where this all goes. Uh, but uh, I still, I feel, I feel for. You know, it's hard to blame Prez in that moment because he's like, sure. oh, but wouldn't it be nice if you guys solved the crime? Because it's not even solving the crime. It's just finding the body. They could have found it different ways. I don't know. But yeah, he basically fucked him over. It's um, not like they think li- he might be on vacation. No. <laughs> they know he's They know he's no. dead. Finding the body doesn't matter yeah. that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. They didn't solve a crime. They just finally, like, proved that a crime had happened. Um, but that does lead to some more problems for Randy, which we'll get into because there's only two more episodes left, uh, in this season. So we will see what happens. Um, other storylines real quick. Uh, I also just in terms of Freeman being a badass, I loved watching, um, Freeman get the major crimes unit back (laughs) and immediately be, you know, back on his shit. Like yeah. just immediately gets into like fucking <laughs> following the money. I mean, he's just a more tactful McNulty. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he's, but, but equally as petty, if not more so. Um, and, uh, you have carte blanche in picking your squad. In fact, you can pick your supervisor for all I care. Motherfucker. As far as I'm concerned, you are the major crimes unit. Few moments later. <laughs> hey, Bauer. Pleasure to meet you. You surprised us all. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor. Stand to the south branch. We're looking at that. Should be. Everything from here to Hanover Street is money. I just, I, I love, I love watching him work. He's just one of those guys. You're just like, ah, he's going to do... He's going to do so much to piss off everyone, including the people who are helping him. And that is, uh, you know, Freeman is just a more tactful McNulty. But at the end of the day, he's still uh, 
really doesn't like his bosses, even the ones who help. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of some other storylines real quick, uh, I will say everything that was happening with, um, Michael and Naaman was interesting. Cause after they, after they pull I off feel the like prank, that, the, the, the phrase mask off was not a phrase in 2006. It wasn't, yet- but he wasn't actually saying mask off no he wasn't but like you could almost go back to this and be like man did they actually coin that term because this is like a very yeah this is like if you ever wanted to illustrate to someone what that phrase means just watch this episode yeah um but yeah so they uh they first i guess i should play uh what happens with walker uh because it is uh it's a great moment where you just see michael really you're like oh shit he's not the same he's gone to the dark side yes and i have a clip of that come on show me hands bitch Act the fuck up little hopper i'm police yeah i know you the police who like to fuck with a nigga turn around hey hey yo you ain't gonna hear the next one I was shit shit myself. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? (laughs) Give up that ring, man. Yeah. Got that bitch. (laughs) Payback. That's right, run, motherfuckers! (laughs) It's great watching that. That's right, run. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You better run because I have a gun too. <laughs> I will kill children. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then uh, Naaman has this great talk with Michael that is like, for me, I watched this and I was like, God, this is such a fucking tragic moment because Naaman has been pretending to be this like fucking tough guy drug dealer this whole time, but he's really just like, kind of a bitch but like he's a kid you know and he doesn't want he's not about that life and he's watching michael turn into that kind of like you know cold. who is about that life yeah like kind of like this like very cold badass like someone who does not think twice about getting into a fight or pulling a gun out on a cop and stealing yeah, his ring and in a way like you see this by the way even in the first scene Right? Yeah, in the in the in the restaurant, yeah, Michael is the one who knows what the turkey grease is. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. kids think it's funny. Right, right. But Michael yeah. understands it because yeah. his mom's a you know his mom is strung out. Right, and you know so he has like more insight into that. You know, yeah. and and you'd think that Dookie would know, but Dookie doesn't really see. Yeah, Dookie is very... Uh, the world happens to Duke. Yes, exactly. The world just happens to him. Um, but yeah, I just love the scene between uh, Michael and Naaman because it's just so uh, sad and powerful. It's like, lately you going on, like, taking off the mask, yo. What up with that? If Walker got a look... He didn't. Which he did. Well, what about the thing with you and Randy? Everybody now is saying you threw down with him. Busted up boy dimples in them. Yo, you wouldn't have stood tall? It's not what I'm saying. It's not that you do shit. It's how you do it. Yo, look. I'm not trying to stand around and let no chump-ass niggas think I'm shook. I ain't. And Naaman just has this look like, oh, fuck, but I am shook. And, <laughs> yeah. and also, can't we just play 
fucking N64? <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing? You know, we used to be kids. It's just, it's so sad. And and seeing, like, Naaman, like, for him, symbolically, I think, the kind of, like, oh, shit, shit is becoming real is the moment where he cuts his, his braid off. Um, and it just has one of my favorite canard moments yeah. in this episode canard like i need to watch a canard supercut yeah so you see him from like the very beginning yes. as being this you know because they it's like played for laughs the whole time this little mm-hmm. kid who just has a fucking potty mouth like he's stewie on family guy <laughs> yeah and yeah. uh yeah, but he is he is about that life in the crib yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, more so than you would expect, uh, and we see where that goes in the fifth season. But yeah. uh, just for now, here's a little bit of him. Bitch, get the fuck across the street and plant your ass on a stoop. No. You really got to have balls as a kid to tell an adult, uh, hey, bitch, plant your ass on the stoop. Like, yeah. that is, I wouldn't even say that to my mom. Yeah, that doesn't make I sense. don't think I'd have said it to my mom. Either. Not my I'll mom, but like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how you think I look with no tail on my head? Do I look like a faggy? Uh, just like <laughs> that's his answer is very funny to me. Um, and in terms of uh, kids and their ability to act, which we talk about this all the time on the show. It's almost like we do it too much, but the actors, the kid actors on the show are actually good and uh, affecting. And I will say that maybe I've just been, it's been an emotional month for me. And also I'm a, I'm a dad now, but the shit with Albert in this episode, yeah, the little foul mouth kid in the corner kids class, uh, he like his shit, fucked me up like made me for real sad and uh um first i just want to play him having a blow up in class because it's so funny when he finally like freaks out he's just one of those kids who they're they're funny when they're angry you know did you ever know anyone like that like yeah someone you got them angry on purpose because every time they yelled it was hilarious Mm -hmm. yeah that's albert and uh i have a little bit of that Fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, yo, y'all drop me and we gonna have more than oh, words. Shit, do a trust fall. Whoa! Shit. Oh, that shit was right. Hey, who wants to go next? Albert? I ain't doing no stupid shit like that. Fuck you and fuck all y'all bitches. <laughs> <laughs> We don't like your little ass anyway. Oh, it's so good. And uh, and then you learn why he's upset. And it's uh, that his mom died. Like, mm, I'm just going to play yeah. it because it's just so fucking good. It's just, it's so good. To hold it in. What the fuck you know? If you tell me, maybe we can help. I went home yesterday. My mom's on the couch. She did. Bima said best I come to school. But. Uh, oh. Yeah, you want to be with your mom. 
course you did. I want Bunny to hold me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Just... It's just so... It's the last thing you expect, too. Yeah. Right? Like, there's so much fucked up shit, and it's just... He comes home, and she's just... She's dead. Dead. She's just dead. Yeah, and, and you don't expect... It's like, you know, with... With these, like, bad kids, quote-unquote, in these classes, you know, they all have different reasons for why their family life is, like, fucked up, and, and, and they all act out for different reasons, and it's so hard if you're actually, like, a teacher to to give a shit like to give everyone that like out that story like to to want to, ha- to have empathy to get them to tell you that well to get them to tell you that in the first place is fucking yeah. impossible so you're most teachers are just at a, you know they're just like yeah that kid's just a fucking asshole and you know <laughs> yeah. you hear albert talk most of the time and you're like yeah this kid is just just a little fucking asshole um but then you see him in that moment and you're just like you're just uh Oh, you're just filled with so much sympathy for it and like empathy, and you just want to. I just want. I want to hug him too because I want Albert to be okay. But he's acting. No kid's mom has ever died, so everything's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just love that, and I love that Naaman, uh, you know, gets that look from Bunny, and that look says, "You better do this fucking trust fall," and he does it, and he realizes you got you got Cobblerala mode. <laughs> yeah. Get to falling. Yeah. yeah, you better get in that fucking blindfold. We gave you the ice cream, bitch. That's what he said to him in his mind. Uh, and yeah, uh, final storyline. Um, Omar oh, wait, is. Can just... I just say one more? Th- oh, like please, about the please, name please. and about the name yes, and yes. thing that he talks about the walker thing as if it was someone else right i thought it was very funny yeah he's like yeah "Yeah." and then they splash paint on him i I heard it was crazy he just can't keep it in because it's too fucking cool yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. but he uh but he obviously doesn't incriminate himself no no but but he he has to just tell the story (laughs) even even a a former fucking cop is just like i don't know what happened i wasn't there nothing but (laughs) yeah it's pretty great um but yeah uh omar's storyline throughout this episode is just him waiting on prop joe um and just kind of staking him out because he wants to uh, he's he's been trying to put together what the fuck happened with marlo why he put him in in the first place why did he have old face andre lie on him uh and he's putting the pieces together and now he's at the point where he's like um i am going to uh fucking get prop joe in on this and i'm going to threaten his life and it is a great scene but it's mostly a great scene for this amazing opening line by Cheese. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I, the Omar, the, like it's kind of funny. Like we've come so far on the show that the Omar storyline is like almost superfluous. Like yeah. He goes from being like your favorite character, like everyone's favorite character. He's amazing. And then by now it's like, oh man, dude, you're, you're so peripheral to everything that's happening right now. I don't even right. know if we need this. Yeah, but I'm so glad we have it because of sure. the fattest asses and the best pussy. We're midgets, nigga. I believe it. The way he says it with such yeah. authority. Yeah. I'm just like, this guy's fucks some midgets. Uh, but here we go. Fix this joke. 
the problem. Ran out of time. I mean, can we just say, great line. Mm -hmm. When they choose to write Omar, they're like, no, we're not pulling any punches. He's going to say a cool line when he pulls the clock out. Well, that's why he does this. Like, he could easily just, like, knock over low-level drug dealers and make plenty of money. But, like, no, he wants to say the cool line and see the fear in the eyes. He And he wants to be that type of legend yes. where people like, I heard he one time brought in a clock <laughs> and he yeah. s- said, can you fix this? Because like, it's all it's out of time. There's some other, there's some other drug dealer. There's some other drug dealer uh, yeah. or guy who robs drug dealers who thinks that Omar's a hack for using props. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, brought absolutely. a prop to prop Joe. Yeah. Really, yeah, exactly. buddy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't respect him as a rip and run artist because he brings props. <laughs> all right. All right, Carrot I'm, Yeah, I'm more of a purist, you know, ripper and runner. This is bullshit. That's great. You gonna I tell Marlo. jokes from my own life. Yeah. You want to take out Marlo Stanfield? No. But I got a real powerful urge to take everything he owned. I'm going to hand right my tickets so I can tip on now. You can't be serious. Was you listening? Omar to one side holding a spade. Maybe Marlowe to the other with a shovel. And just at this moment, I managed to crawl out my own damn grave. No way do I crawl back in. <sighs> Robert Chu. Mm-hmm. Another rest in peace on the show. But uh-huh. He is also gone, but not God. forgotten. I Man, I felt that the first time Lance Reddick was on the screen. I know. I know. You know, I was just like, God damn. Yeah, I know. Too many. It's just a shame they all got the jab, you know? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I know. (laughs) Robert Chu got the jab. Fucking, you know, who else died? Oh, yeah. Lamar got the jab back in Uh 2012 or whatever. That's right. It's crazy. Um, He was like the first one to get it. Omar got the jab, Mm -hmm. but it was, I think, fentanyl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) David Simon, come on the show. Uh, So, yeah. I think that is that's what happened in the episode. I think that's everything. Uh, anything else I miss that you guys want to talk about? I mean, I had some least favorite. Like this is a, one of my favorite episodes of The Wire, but I did have some like least favorite moments. Mm-hmm. What what are they? Um, the fight scene not great. Not didn't they didn't film it very well. Oh, between the kids. Yeah, but but Michael has that cool line. He does. He does. Or is it, at least them books are good for something. Yeah, I think that was Dookie who said that. Was that. Dookie, yeah, Dookie yeah. said it to Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, That's why they're also, friends. He's he kind also, of like his writer. He's like the Neil Brennan to his Dave But he did, he did have a line before he swung when he said, I ain't standing with no snitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, intentional ambiguity, you know, yeah. his English yeah. teacher would be proud. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't even yeah. think about that. He did double negative. Yeah. I'm standing right. with Randy. Yes. Not a snitch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, and then, then fa- hit him with the Sorry. books. Yeah. And then favorite moment, uh, I loved watching uh, Valchek clown on Rawls for like That's thinking. What, that, that was going to be my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking for Rawls thinking that he was going to be commissioner. I was like, you idiot. What, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. I, I, of course, have that scene because I can't help but have Valchek if you have a Valchek scene, I need it. Yeah. Accepting any ideas whatsoever come from the anointed fella. I just love him the way he says bird. Daniels, the next commissioner. Any cocksucker manages to go from lieutenant to full bird in a little more than a year. 
is get grooved. Wait, you didn't for a minute think that... Oh, Jesus, Bill. It's Baltimore. You ain't one of the natives. What? Oh. Watching Valchek is it's like um, it's like watching old Looney Tunes where you get to hear these like regional accents that just don't exist anymore. And yeah. uh, it's just so pleasing every time. It was yeah. him and the, you know, the guy who leads the morning meeting, who I yes. guess is the the real he, Jay Landsman. Real, right. I was yes. just making sure I wasn't telling you. I was making sure I knew. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That. No. uh Great. You know, both of them, like, you know, full on Balmer. Yes, you know, just and, so uh, thick. And so that was great. But that was going to be my scene of, yeah. you know, the favorite moment because Rawls thinks he, like, knows stuff. Yeah. And Valchek's like, oh, you poor sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. Right. How do yeah. you miss? How do you miss what's obviously happening yeah. it's because right for, under your nose? It's for a second like for a second Rawls is like well he's a white mayor and he would never betray his race yeah <laughs> and then he he realizes in that moment oh right no he's absolutely just grooming Daniels Fuck. yeah his racism has blinded him to the facts whereas uh Valchek is probably even more racist but, oh he's way more racist but he's so much better at being a craven careerist uh yes, than yes. Rawls is yeah yeah full bird um, but yeah, if I had to give this episode a letter grade, and I do, um, probably one of the best episodes of The Wire ever made, which is the greatest episode, is the greatest show ever made. So I give it a B plus. Vince, what would you give this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I waffled a bit. I thought about Waffle. giving it a, giving it a B or an A minus. It's right in between there. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, after con- careful consideration, I'm gonna have to give it a solid B plus. Oh my god, that's a surprise! And uh, Charles, what would you give this episode if you had to give it a letter grade? I hate I hate grading stuff. So yeah, I'm too. just gonna reach into this bag of grades that I have, <laughs> and I'm just gonna pull out a grade. And- <laughs> Holy shit, this is funny, dudes. It's a what? B plus. <laughs> what? Wow. No yeah, I didn't see that coming. What the fuck? Wow. Well, guys, it's official. It's a B plus episode of The Wire and an A plus 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 episode of Pod Yourself The Wire. Charles, thank you so much Thanks for coming for on the me. show and talking The Wire with us. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on at Ugarls, U-G-A-R-L-E-S, on all you know the socials that are words based don't look mm-hmm. for my face and uh <laughs> and uh you know city saint and country saint which is on the same soundcloud feed as hostile witness mm. so if you search for either of those uh you will find me all right we'll check it out and charles star once again thank you so much for coming on this program wire Patreon.com slash Frockcast, the $8 tier, gets you a shout-out. And Vince, this week we have four street names that need to be given to some $8 patrons. Are you ready? Yes, me too. Uh, First and foremost, Jackson Turner. Jackson Turner? Mm. I hardly know her. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh... We're gonna call the call this guy Old Face Jackson. Old Face Jackson. Um, okay. Next is Brad Sutton. 
Rad Brad. Rad Brad works. That's great. <laughs> you just got that one in one. I love it. Uh, John Hooton. Hooton. Yeah, we call this guy Barn Owl. Oh, yeah, I mean, what else would you call him? Yeah. Exactly. And finally, Matthew Rawls. Rolls? Rolls. R O W L E S. Rolls. 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 What's a good uh, kayak name? He's rowing. He's rowing all over the place. Um, yeah. We call this guy Dugout. Dugout. I love it. Like Dugout. Thing that you make a canoe out of. You get it. Yeah, no, I get it uh, immediately. Uh, those are your street names for this week. Thank you, Jackson, Brad, John, and Matthew. You guys are heroes in my book. And if you want your own, patreon.com slash broadcast, $8 tier. Uh, and if you haven't heard your name yet, we only have two episodes left this season. So if you haven't heard your name yet and you like signed up a while ago and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, email us and let us know. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is a Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Okay, this is going to sound bad, but I put on, it's going to sound like the song a little bit. Yo, turkey grease. Yeah. Y'all could be turkey grease. Randy's head, yeah. Michael stands with him. With Michael stands, stealing Walker's ring. Oh no, that's a mask off. Fuck that mask off. Mask off. Michael took his mask off. Randy's head, yeah. Snitches get stitches. Do not snitch. Michael's chance, nah. Man, man, it's a bit. That's true. Mike Lee, yeah. Comes up with the plan. Gang, gang. Payback time. Walker hit with paint can. It's a yellow. Name is got it. But Mike sees Walker's ring. Yo. He takes it off him. Says payback's a bitch. Oh shit. Duke his mama. It's turkey priest dispute. That's true. The wire favorite yeah. show on HBU. Oh, okay. Homer's lover. Uh-huh. And his co-op is a coup. That's right. Cool. Pop those face. Uh-huh. Fix my clock too. Fun. Games change. Cool. Michael acting strange. Have fun. Name man. Don't like how he does things. We bet. Tells him. Yo. He's a liability. Mike says bad. Can't have no one punking me. Don't do it. Turkey grease. Yeah. Yuck me turkey grease. Turkey grease. Dookie beats. Yuck yeah. me turkey grease. Yummy yum. Randy's here. Yeah. Michael stands with him. Fuck that. Michael's changed. Yeah. He's stealing Walker's ring. Yes, he stole the mask off. Yeah. Fuck it. Mask off. Mask off. Mask off. Michael took his mask off. Took it off. Randy's hit. Yeah. Snitches get stitches. That's true. Michael's changed. Huh. What a bitch, uh-huh. I am L.A. Mac Oh no Flap, 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 yo Fucking midgets in the ass Ooh, fun Mancini, sucking on my dick Yeah, they go wild True, part of me Sucks eight dicks That's a Calamari Wednesday fun. Mama too, she was in attendance Little midget, have sex, fattest pussy. Have sex, I drew a S, said I drew a stussy. Corporate birthday, Ouch. never get no cake. Joseph played a spreadsheet, met by Bill Gates. Why do I keep saying fun? In no way, in no fucking way. <laughs> Microchip inside my RNA. Rubber plant, wasn't led to plan. Ice cream, you scream, we scream, gang, gang. Break a sip. 
Polly Perkins the one <laughs> doing the regular <laughs> uh-huh. I don't fucking know yeah. okay. Eat my shit mm-hmm. and suck up on my dick on this Lick my ass and make me do a flip Ninja flip, ninja ninja flip Beanies in my butt and I do a ninja flip Bitches in shit, everyone's a bitch I don't have to Suck a dick, I need to up a dick I'm an angle for her comfort dick Eat my piss, and then I go to school Everybody's cool, cause we're friends Probably in school, outside Everyone is enemies I don't wanna see see an enemy. Alright. Dude, you look so pale. You need to get out in the sun. Shut the fuck up, bitch! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.